This is Motor Mania on Dubai Eye 103.8. The UAE's number one talk radio station. You are listening to Motor Mania, normally with Damien Reid, but not today. Andrew Hosey with you for the first show of 2024. My word, Happy New Year. Joining me in the studio, Happy New Year to you, Mohammed Salawi. Thank Likewise, you for coming sir. in. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Here. So we're going to have a good chat now about great food, family fun, and of course cars, because that's why you're here. Uh, they're all going to feature, aren't they, at the annual Grand Picnic in Safa Park. It's dubbed as Dubai's biggest picnic. It's a fantastic community event organised by yourself. Um, before we find out all about that, we'd like to talk to you a little bit first. So, Mohammed, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You own Flat 12 Cafe in Dubai. Yes, sir. I'm one of the owners. We're six brothers running the business. Um, first of all, I'm Mohammed the Sahlawi. Um, I come from an automotive family. Uh, we all love cars. Um, my brother is the general manager of Dubai Autodrome. I used to race um, professionally with uh, Abu Dhabi Racing. So we all grew up with cars. Um, we had no other sports. Um, we were not into football, right. not, not any other sports. So bikes and cars and anything with engines, we would always look at more than uh, anything else. So essentially, you're saying that you were born into motor racing and motor cars in general. Exactly, yeah. Fantastic. So tell us about how that then transferred itself. You mentioned about the fact that you uh, were involved in racing. Tell us a little bit more about yes. that. So in 2000, I think 12, 13, 14, I used to race for Abu Dhabi Racing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a rally race. Um, so something similar to WRC. I was doing the Middle East Championship. Okay, yeah. I did that for three years. Um, I won the championship in the first year. Um, Congratulations. I got second in the second year. Third year, I got second again. And fourth year, I did two races and then I joined the national service. And after that, the the, the, the campaign or the the program for the um, uh, young uh, drivers stopped. Um, I got so bored. I wanted to be involved in cars more. Mm. Um, and that's when I decided to create uh, Flat 12 as an account to post about pictures of cars, um, cars around Dubai that people don't know about. And then after a while, um, I was sitting with one of my close friends, uh, Khaled bin Hadar, and we decided to do a car meet. And that was the first car meet. And then people were like, when is the next one? And it never stopped. Um, We had the first car meet, the second one after that, two weeks after that, and people kept asking us, when is the next one? When is the next one? And from that, it started growing. And we've always wanted to have a home for everyone um, mm-hmm. to come and chill out at. And that's when we decided to have Flat 12 Cafe. We've wanted to do that since 2017 or 18. However, we never found the right place. Um, the right place for Flat 12 Cafe should, should be a place that has enough amount of parking so that we can host events. Absolutely. And Port Rashid was the ideal place. Um, I mean, you have the nice scenery of the yachts. Um, you have a huge um, shaded parking. Uh, like we have four, three, 35,000 square feet of shaded parking, which can accommodate a lot of cars. And um, yeah, and then we created Flat 12 Cafe and it became like a home, automotive home for uh, for everyone. Tell us more about the name Flat 12. How did that all come about? Uh, we we thought about that a lot. 
I'm um as I'm a big fan of Porsche and uh, there is a famous car a race car um 917 which had a flat 12 engine and that's how I decided with the name and because it's something close to flat white and it's related to coffee nice so our yeah. <laughs> our slogan is uh, spark wind and grind so we we post about cars coffee and watch uh, watches sometimes So you mentioned that you were born and brought up with yeah. cars all around your family. You mentioned that your brother's the GM at Dubai Autodrome. So can you tell us a little bit more about your own car portfolio? What do you have? As a daily car or the other cars? You tell us all about it. Okay, so <laughs> I drive a Ford Raptor, um, the Ranger Raptor. The rest of the cars are all cars that are owned by me and my brother Faisal. Um, so the first car we bought, the first car I bought, actually, I bought uh, my dream car was one of the Japanese cars. I had a 240Z Datsun. And then I started buying these cars with my brother. It was cheaper. You know, I'd pay half only. And my brother would pay the other nice. half and we can both drive the car. Yeah. So the second car was a 993, uh, Porsche 993. We got a Lancia Delta, we got a Ferrari 550, we got an E46 M3, E30 M3. We have a VW bus, um, 1959, the split window bus. Um, we have a Jaguar E-Type, um, a C10 Chevrolet. Um, wow, okay. <laughs> It's quite a, an extensive yeah. collection. Going back to your car meets, were you surprised yeah. about how popular those meets became? Honestly, yeah. Um, I always expected to get less cars in almost every event. And, and then peop I, I started testing myself. We reached to a level in Ramadan that we used to post about an event four hours before the event, five hours before the event. And we expect like at least 50 or 80 cars. Um, I think um, the region needs something like that. People um, love their cars. Mm. They enjoy driving them and they need a reason to get them out. Um, if you compare, we started in 2016 um, and I've noticed a big growth in the number of classic cars, mainly in, in especially Dubai. And there's a lot of cars in Dubai now. Um, compared to 2016, yeah. I'd say it's more than double um, the cars. So whenever we decide to do an event, people are always there. Um, we never had an issue of having an event and it was not a full house. So you're still doing car meets today? We st we have one tomorrow. You have one tomorrow? Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, tell us a little bit more of those that de those details, please. So that's a small event that we do every other Sunday at the cafe. It's called Cars and Cookies. So it's something similar to Cars and Coffee back in uh, the States. But because Cars and Coffee is a trade name and you can't use it, we mm. decided to come up with a new name called uh, Cars and Cookies. So basically, it starts at 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. at at the cafe in the shed. Um, whoever comes early, we have freshly baked cookies that are distributed around all the visitors to the event. Um, it's mainly a social event. Honestly, it's not always about the cars. It's about the people. Yeah. If you bring, if the right people come to these events, the event becomes better. Um, it doesn't matter what car you come in. As long as it's cool, you will always have a good conversation with someone. So basically, it is a social event. It's always been a social event. And ever since we started Flat 12, we wanted to have a twist. And we always used to push our events as a family events. 
And we always used to tell them, bring your kids, bring your pets. And, you know, if the kids come, the pets come, the whole family is coming. That's true. And that's how you created, we created a family uh, vibe event. So this is happening every second week uh, on Sundays? Almost every other Sunday at the cafe. At the cafe, the Flat 12 Cafe, which is based where? Port Rashid. Port Rashid. All right, that sounds good. So if you uh, fancy heading down tomorrow, everyone's welcome. Sure. And then, of course, you've got the big event coming up soon, the Grand Picnic. How did all that come about? So um, I travel a lot to Europe to attend events. And I've always wanted to do something on grass. I've always wanted to host an event on grass. And we don't have much here. And mostly they are private places. And every time I approach them, they're all worried. Like Mm. a golf course, they'll be worried I ruin the the, the grass. And the charge is extremely expensive. That doesn't make sense. Until I approached Dubai municipality. They were against it in the beginning. And then I created a full presentation. I was showing them how everyone outside the country does that. And they started getting excited a little bit until they were like, okay, let's go ahead and see how it goes. And that's when we did the first event. It was on 2021. Um, It was, we just finished almost from COVID. You know, we were- Oh, of course, yes. Exactly. It was a bit challenging because everyone needs- to have his mask on, we need to keep a distance. We finished the event. I got a phone call 7 a.m. from the municipality. They were extremely happy. They were like, can we do it again next weekend? I was like, no. <laughs> next this weekend, is, they were asking for yeah. you to do it the following exactly, weekend. Yeah. Right. I was like, no, this is <laughs> happening next year. Yeah. No way I do it again. <laughs> and that's how it became the annual event um, in Dubai. And that has been growing massively. Um, First day we opened registration for people to register. We got around 1,200, 1,300 cars registered. Um, We are now at 2,500 cars registered for the event, but we can only approve 1,200. It is because of the space of the park and organizing the cars going in and out. Um, The attendees to the event has been increasing massively. Last year, we had around 12,000 visitors in, in a one-day event, which is considered big. Yeah. And uh, let's hope, let's see how it goes this year. So let's uh, talk about how many people turned up on the first one then in 2021 So and uh, how it's grown since then. So as you mentioned, it was everything was starting to get a little, well, actually, even yeah. 2021, it, it wasn't back to normal yeah. at all, was it? Everyone was sat in their masks. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So how many people were there for that first event? So the first year and the second year, we don't have numbers of people attending. And that was because the park entrance was free. Ah, yes, of course. Right. So we didn't have the numbers, but we have numbers of cars coming. Yeah. So the first year we had a thousand, uh, we had 800 cars only. Second year we reached to 1,700 cars, but that was too much. So you th- doubled. We doubled over one the year, yeah. one year. Yeah. Third year we had 1,500 cars, but that was somehow controlled because of the registrations. And this year, no way we passed 1,000, um, 1,200. The third time, I think, um, visitors we reached at 1,008. Uh, we had 8,000 visitors probably because it was not ticketed. However, we had someone at the gate counting in how many people are walking in the park. So this year, we would we would have a very accurate figure of how many people 
are visiting the park on that day. Here's an SMS that's come in from Dom. This is great SMS. You're going to love this. So he says, for me, Flat 12 is the very best of automotive-inspired businesses in Dubai. The guys behind it are downright geniuses. Their love for cars and the events they host uh, always have an amazing turnout. He can't make tomorrow. He's very upset that he can't make tomorrow. Cars and cookies, but he has a decent reason for this. He's driving up Jebel Jace. He says he's already registered for the Grand Picnic and got his pass, and he cannot wait. He says he cannot believe how excited he is. So, how about that for a great review for you? Good. <laughs> Working hard on that event. Yeah, so... It's nice to hear something like that. It's great to yeah. get feedback like exactly, that, isn't yeah. it? So, he's got his pass for Grand Picnic. Yes. Let's talk about Grand Picnic in more detail then. First of all, when is it? Um, the Grand Picnic is on the Jan 21st. Um, gates open 10 a.m. up to 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Um, visitors are welcome. There are plenty of parking. I'd recommend people to park at um, the empty space uh, in front of Medcare uh, Hospital. And yep. they can just cross the bridge, walk in, just so that when they want to leave, they don't get into traffic. And that's the easiest way in. Um, gates open for the cars from 10 a.m. Visitors can come earlier because I can't stop them. The park opens early. <laughs> so uh, the cars can only go in um, at 10 a.m. because we'll be there from 7 a.m. setting up the space um, for everyone to come. So who should be heading down to the event? Everyone. Everyone. The event is for kids, grown-ups. Males, females, car guys, non-car guys. And that's what we've been working on hard. We want it to be something that everyone can come and enjoy, even if you don't like cars. Okay, so although it's obviously been set up for the love that you have of cars, exactly, it is open to anybody exactly. who is free and wants to enjoy a nice picnic. So let's talk about uh, what's going to be happening on the day then. What kind of activities and events are going to be on at the picnic? I mean, first of all, let's be honest, the cars are the main attraction. Uh-huh. Um, we will have couple of activations. We have activations for kids' games. Um, we will have, I think we have, by now we have two or three activations for uh, kids. Um, we will have some corporate activations like Pirelli, Ferrari, Lamborghini, they're coming and they are actually doing activities for people as well. Um, we will have a music band this year. Um, we might have um, 20 students from Al Mawakib School um, playing the national anthem at around 1 p.m. Um, this year, due to the high demand on FMB, we increased the number of FMB, FMBs um, um, at the park. Um, we used to have six vendors. We are at nine that are selectively or uh, very uh, uh, highly curated. Yeah. Nice. We wanted to bring the best of everything. Um, we have goat, we have lit pizza, we have course flat 12 cafe um we have grotto we have uh, dubai food babes um dubai food babes is not a restaurant they're just creating a new concept and collaboration with someone else we have a cyberry and we have temple um i think the selection this year is going to be really cool uh can people bring their own food with them yes they can um the whole idea is a picnic the fmb is there for people that um are not willing to get anything with them. Um, but 
the long queues on the FMB is always it never stops. So uh, people do actually bring um, snacks and food with them as well. So you said, obviously, that the whole idea was uh, basically around cars. Yes. So um, are there going to be some cars there, special cars that people should be looking out for? This year, I think we have extremely special cars. Um, don't know, should, do you want me to say the cars? Or? Oh, no, don't. Let's let's. Uh, I think there <laughs> might be two or three cars that I remember that no one have ever seen in Dubai. Really? Yet, yeah. Okay, so are these coming in from overseas? Are people actually driving to Safa Park for the Grand Picnic? Are they coming in from other countries with so these cars? So we have people this year coming from... So last year we had people coming from Qatar and Kuwait only. This year we have people coming from Qatar, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain and Oman. And we have people flying in from Europe just to attend the event. Um, I have like two or three friends that live abroad and they came to the event once and they've never missed it since that day. Um, I doubt we have someone flying a car from Europe. Most of the cars are from here, but they're hidden away. No one knows about. Okay. So um, people are uh, people should look forward to the cars that are coming. There are something really, spe- really, really special. All right, Mohammed, uh, we're running out of time. So the all important details. Uh, Don mentioned that he's got his pass. How can other people get their passes? They need to um, go to the website, the Grand Picnic, and register for the event. However, we're almost full. Oh, really? Basically, we're full. So how it works is people that are approved and they don't print the ticket after five days, their link gets expired and we give the slot to someone else. Ah, okay. And that's the only chance to get in. So you're pretty much on standby mode already. Exactly. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking at, uh, what's the website address? Thegrandpicnic.ae. Mm-hmm. And the remaining updates of um, the event is at uh, Instagram, flat.12. All right. Uh, so that's the Grand Picnic on what date? Jan 21st, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. At Safa Park. Park. Bring All your right. picnic bag and enjoy the day. Looking forward to it, Mohammed Salawi. Thank you so much for joining Thank us on the program me. today. Looking forward to the Grand Picnic. That is on January the 21st at Safa Park. From 10 a.m.? 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And uh, if you've got a classic car, bring it down as well and enjoy the fun. This is Motormania on Dubai Eye 103.8. The UAE's number one talk radio station. Good morning to you. I'm Andrew Hosey. I'm in for Damien Reed. You are listening to Motormania. And although it's 2024, we are looking back at 2023 just now one of the big car events that capped 2023 was the golf historic dubai gp revival it was a tribute to the inaugural dubai gp of 1981 as expected we saw a display of formula one cars from the iconic 70s and 90s as well as le mans cars spanning the 60s 80s and the noughties damien was down there at the dubai autodrome with some formula one legends who took part in the event one of them was Stephen. Johansson, a Swedish ex-Formula One driver who drove for both Ferrari and McLaren. Demo asked him about his race car of choice. You're driving, uh, is that Ivan Capelli's old Leighton House, is that right? Yes, it is, yeah. It's a 1987 Leighton House March. Uh, It's got a DFV in the back and uh, yeah, that's that's the car I've 
gonna, I'm just going to do a demonstration. I'm not racing. That's uh, kind of uh, throwing that part of my life out of the window. But uh, a few laps here and there is always fun. I was going to say because yeah, you've you've you've, uh, you've moved on from from the from the motor racing world. Yeah. What's, what's it like to to get back into to into these cars after a bit of a break? Yeah, it's always interesting, you know. And I mean, you you sort of get the feel for it pretty quickly, really. But you know, it's one thing tooling around at fifty percent, another thing pushing them to the limit, you know. But that's uh, I don't really think that's this uh, is it's most the re- most relevant thing at the moment uh, yeah now of course you're the, the other part of your life these days and i had a had a look at a, at a few a few of your examples uh at the start of the Mille Amelia, some fantastic artwork now you're, you're heavily involved as a as an artist and doing doing yeah. oils and that's thing. tell me how how you came across that and and how that is going yeah it's gone it's gone really well actually it's some crazy busy at the moment it started really quite early on in my formula one career already and i've been painting my whole life since then but only only for my own pleasure really like sort of like therapy almost between races and stuff and when i finally threw threw, sort of hung up the helmet then i decided to channel all that energy and focus i did in racing my whole life into the art so now i'm crazy busy with it now yeah it looks really good some of the the stuff we saw the other day fantastic a little bit abstract still got a motorsporting theme to it yeah exactly yeah that's Trying to draw inspiration from the racing still, but sort of do it in a maybe not as obvious way as just painting cars and stuff, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, the people people seem to like the car paintings I do, so I'm, I'm certainly keeping busy with it. Yeah, well, Stephanie Hanson, welcome back to the Emirates. Hope to see more of you uh, as we get more classic car events hanging around, and uh, we might catch up again later. Absolutely, I'm looking to it. Another one of those Formula One legends was Belgium's Thierry Bunsen, who raced for a number of Formula One teams. Here's Damien's catch-up with Bunsen himself. What are you driving? I'm driving a Formula One car, an RS in 1980, which is a nice car, very nice car. And uh, But it's a little bit of a surprise to me that, I mean, I've been, last time I was driving a competitive car was in 1993. And since then, I've only done a few laps here and there, but no more than that. So... Uh, I have to get used to the speed, to the to the brutality of the car, to the lid breaking, and all that. I have to learn it all again. So, and so. <laughs> now I'm old enough to remember. I was actually trackside when you won the 1990 Australian Grand Prix with the with Williams uh, Williams Renault in yeah. torrential rain. Absolutely, um, yes. time's gone by. But what's it like to get back behind the wheel of a of a vehicle of a car like this? Well, I'm not driving with the same mentality. I mean, I don't want them to, to win the race at any cost. Uh, this time, I just here. I'm just here to go enjoy. Enjoy participating with lots of friends, drivers, and uh, just having fun, enjoying the moment. I mean, it's a beautiful moment, it's a beautiful circuit, a beautiful event. Uh, we're very, very well organized by Peter uh, Christian and, and his team, and I, I enjoy every minute of it. And of course, you've also got your, your, your day job, Boots and Aviation. How is, how is the, uh, the aviation side of the business going these days? Oh, it's going okay, a little bit slow this year. We've had a, a year which is... Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of changes in, in the world, actually, and in aviation as well. So we had uh, ups and downs, and this is more like a, a down year, but uh, we see signs of recovery, so I'm very happy about that. Well, Thierry Boutin, even if it is only 20 years that I get to catch up with you, it's always a pleasure. It's great <laughs> to chat with you. Well, yes, it's same for me. Damien also caught up with French race driver David Therrien. Uh, you nearly ran me over in the in the back of the paddock lane there, and I saw this Dodge Viper coming towards me. Big smiley face through the helmet. It had to be David Therrien. <laughs> so the payback, I'm having a chat with you now. Hey, it's good to see you back behind the wheel, man. Yeah, it's been ages. Uh, last time I drove a race car was for the, the speed car uh, series, so... I think it's back in 2009, uh, so that's 14 years ago. Uh, and it must be that because it had been 14 years and you didn't get a race license. 
And yeah, you see the smile on my face. Uh, it's just just awesome to be back behind the wheel. Uh, Viper is a great car to drive, when you, especially when you've not been driving for a long time because it's quite easy to get in. It's very forgiving. Uh, it's quite soft, so you can feel the car, you know, moving and everything. So it's great pleasure. And uh, the Autodrome is still one of my favorite tracks. Uh, it's up and down. It's really cool. Yeah, and of course, you've got... Uh... A lot of experience with the Viper back in the day. Uh, you ran that car in the Le Mans 24 hour. Tell me how. What's it like to get back behind the wheel again after such a long time? Uh, listen, uh, I've got I've got uh, mixed memories with the with the Viper. Uh, I've got the good ones where I won the 24 hours of Spa. You were YouTube uh, famous before people were meant to be YouTube famous. Exactly, right? exactly. <laughs> uh, but but the the best memories are not on YouTube. That's when we won Spa. Uh, that was with Vincent Vos, uh, the manager of WRT. Uh, with uh, Bourdais and with Bouchus, which was great, great car. But the year before, my first experience, my first experience with the Viper was in Le Mans, and I unfortunately did the 24 minutes of Le Mans, not the 24 hours. There's been massive rain. I crashed the car five kilometers from the pits, and it took me an hour to bring it back, just to realize that it was not repairable. It was quite destroyed. But I met with the guy that bought it back. He told me it was not that bad, so it's okay, you know. <laughs> But it's great memories, and uh, the car is still fun to drive. Yeah, so you're sharing the car this week with a couple of couple of big name drivers, but but old friends of yours, of course. I'm sharing the car with uh, an old friend of mine. We've been racing at 3000 together. We've been racing karting together. Nicolas Minassian is a superstar in motorsports in Europe. He did most of his career in the UK. He's French, so I know him since we were fit. He's a great driver. He's actually the the team manager of one of the team in the LMS and Le Mans. Uh, so Edec is one of the good teams, and uh, and on the sister car in the same team, we have André Lotterer, we have Jean-Éric Verne, kind of good drivers. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so a bit, a, bit, a bit of competition between you and the other team. <laughs> They're a bit faster than I am, but I'm not as far away as I thought I would be, so I'm very happy with that. Uh, but you can see the competition in between them. That's quite funny to watch, you know. Uh, they're like fighting for tents and everything, so it's, it's good to see. So tell me one more thing, David. Is it true that each child has worked about two tenths of a second a lap? Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> in my case, it would be almost a second cross child, you know. <laughs> no, no, but uh, I don't know. It's it's good. And, uh, what I love about this event is that Fred Fassian and his team, they, they really put something where... Anyone can enjoy, you know, you can walk freely through the cars in the paddock. The, each car is at least half a million euros. They all have an history and you can walk through them. You can speak to the drivers, speak to the mechanics, take pictures on the cars. So the event is, is awesome. And it's all about having pleasure behind the wheel. And doing some good lap times is something good. Uh, it's a cherry on the cake, let's say, but uh, it's just about having fun. Well, David Terran, it's so good to see you back behind the wheel. At both yeah. our home, it's both our home away from home here at the Dubai Autodrome. Uh, and uh, amazing to see you back in there. And, uh, go and go and go and get some trophies. And I promise I won't run uh, on you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> That's Damien's roundup of the Golf Historic Dubai GP Revival, one of the last and biggest car events of 2023. Coming up, Imthashan is on a long road trip to Saudi Arabia. Looking forward to finding out all about that on Motormania. You're listening to Motomania on Dubai I 103.8. I'm Andrew Hosey. I'm in for demo this morning, and normally we have Imthashan in this studio, but he is out and about today. But I've got him on the phone. Imthashan, how are you? Fantastic, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm not so bad, thank you. Right, it's a bit of a dodgy line. So that tells me you're somewhere maybe a little bit far away from the studio. Where are you right now? 
A little bit west of the UAE, actually. I'm in Saudi Arabia, in Alula specifically. Okay. So much talked about Alula. Why have you ended up there? Tell us all about it. For starters, Alula is where the Dakar is starting from. So I'm here to just check out the start of the famous Paris Dakar rally, which is now just called the Dakar. And that kicked off yesterday morning with a prologue, and today the actual event starts off as well. So about 800 ish cars, rally and classic cars, blast through the desert, the loop to Saudi Arabia, and arrive to Yandu at the end after about two weeks. The toughest off road rally in the world. Fantastic. What about you? What are you driving? I am driving my very knackered old 96 Land Cruiser. <laughs> uh, Dakar actually isn't the reason I came here. I came here because I wanted to see what Saudi Arabia is all about. Because we've all been hearing about it. We've heard about the changes. And I thought, well, let me go check it out. I started off at Christmas Eve, retreat, 24th of December, and I'm still in Saudi because that's how vast this country is. It oh. is enormous distances. Okay, that sounds amazing. So you've been on the road since Christmas Eve. Can you tell us some of the highlights, some of the sights that you've seen? The thing about Saudi is, I think a lot of the tourism currently is focused on places like Alula. Alula is obviously a very historical part of the country and is very pretty, but it's also a little bit, how do I put this, a tourist trap. Like Alula is basically set up for people who want to come and do adventure tourism, etc., so there isn't a tremendous amount to do sort of your luxury hotel. However, if you leave Alula and go west, the west coast of Saudi is absolutely stunning. From Jeddah up to Tabuk is one of the best drives you've ever seen in your life. Gorgeous, gorgeous blue waters, just like the Maldives. You'll see mountains, you'll see ancient, ancient artifacts. You'll see the Hijaz Railway, which is the one built by the Turks from Damascus to Medina. You'll see so much history, you simply won't be able to take it all in. Okay, let's talk more about uh, your journey itself, getting from the UAE on Christmas Eve into Saudi. Was everything easy to do? Pretty straightforward. Uh, it's about 800 kilometers. It's about 1,000 kilometers from Dubai, essentially, to Riyadh, which is you have to go to Riyadh anyway, because that's like your transit point. Um, Riyadh traffic can be a little challenging, let's put it that way. And in general, Saudi driving standards are very different to what you are used to, let's put it that way. Keep your wits about you. Okay. You won't see a lot of Dubai number plates, and you also won't see a lot of anything you recognize from the UAE. It's very different, despite being just across the border. It's very, very different. But the actual process of getting through the border, pretty straightforward. Fuel stops, I know people will be asking about this. What's the petrol situation? Absolutely easy. There's petrol everywhere, and it's considerably cheaper than the UAE. A good yeah, measure. Would have thought that would have been the case. Regarding accommodation, um, booking things ahead, was that easy enough to do as well? Well, it is season in Saudi Arabia. So everything is quite a bit more expensive than it normally is. I think in the big cities, whatever, especially Riyadh, it's difficult to find reasonable accommodation. If you go off to places like Jeddah, everything on the West Coast, you're generally okay. There are a lot of hotels. One of the challenges there, it's not really very Google Maps friendly, Saudi Arabia. So a lot of the locations and destinations are in Arabic. So you will need to do quite a bit of research on the old laptop before you hit the road and pin things properly. And also one thing to note is that Google Maps itself doesn't work very well in Saudi Arabia. So a lot of the routes just keep, Google Maps get lost incredibly easily. So that is a bit of a challenge. As for the cars, well, I'm driving a 30-year-old car, so just keeping it going up to this point. I've done about 8,000 kilometers. Actually, I've done so much distance, I've had to change the oil, and that's how far I've been driving. Wow. Okay, but, but no other issues apart from that? Uh, none yet, but I've still got about 2,000 kilometers to get to Dubai. Yeah, so you're on your way back now, or you're, you're staying there for a little while longer? Well, there is another reason I want to talk about, but I will get to that in a future show. It's actually something very special, and that was one of the reasons I came to Saudi, so I will save that for a future episode. But on the way back, it's pretty much a straight shot from Alula 
to Dubai via Riyadh. You can go via Hale. The only thing I would say for people considering this journey, the distances are really, really vast. We're talking about five or six hours per day. Americans probably wouldn't notice it, but we're talking about a minimum of five to six hundred kilometers driving per day. The first few days are really tricky, and after a while you get used to it. But if you're not used to it or you don't like that much driving, fly. That's what I would say. Fly. So it is a, a rent cars at the airport, etc. So it's a different experience to driving here in the UAE, where you know two hours, one and a half to two hours, you are in the next big city. Even if you're crossing the country, it's not like that at all. Not at all. I will say this: there is a water mania. We do promote driving. Driving Saudi Arabia is an absolutely magical experience. Every day, the setting sun, you see the rocks in the distance, you see the wadis, you see the landscape change. I think one of the misnomers and summations from my Saudi trip is people think it's a desert country. Nothing could be farther from the truth. It is mountains and rivers, and it is incredibly diverse flora and fauna. And there's actually not as much desert as you think. And when you do see the desert, it is absolutely spectacular. You gave a little hint about uh, something that you're doing in Saudi Arabia for that you're going to reveal on a future Motomania. Is there any hint you can give us at the moment? Let's just, let's just say it's something that flew through the air oh. and doesn't anymore. All right. I'm now very, very intrigued. Imtishan, best of luck on your journey back. It sounds fantastic what you've done. Would you recommend this for other people to do? A car trip around Saudi Arabia? Absolutely. And I think now is the time to do it before the country becomes too, I would say, touristy. Let's put it that way. I think right now everything's a little bit rustic and relaxed. The Saudi people are super friendly and nice. Uh, all the stuff is exactly as it was 20, 30 years ago, which is a nice bonus. I think in about 30 years, it'll be such a different place. So don't wait. Get on the road now and check it out. Sounds fantastic. Imtishan, looking forward to having you back in the studio to tell us more about your experiences and that special thing that you've been doing in Saudi Arabia as well. Thank you for joining us on Motomania this morning. My pleasure. That was Imtishan, who is on a road trip around Saudi Arabia at the moment. And that's pretty much it for Motormania, the first one of 2024. Hope you've enjoyed the show. I'll be back again next week. Hope you've enjoyed the show. You are listening to Dubai I 103.8. I'm Andrew Hosey, in for Damien Reid. This is Motormania on Dubai I 103.8. The UAE's number one talk radio station. 